I've never had to mentally prepare myself for a video before, but I just had to go into the bathroom there and give myself a little pep talk, like it's going to be all right, just, go, just keep going. <laughs> heavy stuff. This is heavy stuff, and it's, uh, and, and it's emotional, and it's... Yeah, that's why I only managed to get through part one yesterday, because uh, it's... It's a lot. It's a lot. So, uh, part two of um, what I think happened on why we are separated. Um, so, to recap from yesterday, um, I feel like around Alfie's diagnosis is where something came undone in, in, in me and Yeah, something came undone and it couldn't be put back together, I don't feel like. And this was this time last year. So if you want to find out about that, go and watch part one. Um, so around the same time, so we bought a house last year. And it was, uh, it was a, a teardown, like not teardown, but like completely gutting. We couldn't find a house that we liked in our price range that was big enough for all of us and for have our parents come out as well because my parents obviously live in London so they need a place to stay when they came so we wanted to get a place that could do everything and um, you know and we found this house and it was amazing it was like in, the location was incredible it was like in a little forest but it was very dated inside and uh, so I used to renovate uh, flats, apartments in London. So I thought, I've, I've been through this before. Um, so this is just a house, it's just bigger. So I know kind of what to expect. Um, I know it's stressful, but this is gonna be fine. And everyone said it's gonna be stressful. I was like, yeah, well, I've done it before. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Um, so we meet the construction company before um, Poppy's born, uh, about three months before. And we said, can you, do you think you can get this done in three months? And they said, yeah. So it was a complete renovation inside, everything. And it's... Yeah, it's a, it's a big place, so it was a big job. But the guy was so, the, the guy that we spoke to was so great and so instilled me with so much confidence that I thought, okay, fair enough, this is, this is it's good. So everything's going fine. And then so, so how it works is you have a project manager and he looks after the build. And we were having weekly meetings with the project manager. And uh, it, was all going, it was all going great. Poppy gets born, everything seems fine. Then the project manager leaves. We don't know why. Um, it just, he left. Um, so I was like, okay, that's a shame because I really liked him. Um, so someone else came on board. Uh, I was didn't like this guy. 
didn't I it's not very often that I take an instant dislike to someone. But this guy, I didn't like him. There was something shifty about him. He was very smug and yeah, weird vibes I got from him. So when Poppy's born, I'm like, well, the house isn't done, but that's fine. It normally takes a little longer than you think. Then they're like, we're going to bring another project manager on to work with the guy you don't like. I didn't tell him I didn't like him. So then another guy turns up who's incredibly young, like early 20s. Nice, nice guy. But I'm like, does he know how to build a house? The guy I didn't like was never there. Never, never saw him. So I started to get like, an uneasy feeling like I, I've done this before and this has never happened like three project managers now um, so then <laughs> this new project manager leaves they said his dad died and they said he's driving from LA to New York and you can talk to him on the phone and he's still going to be your project manager but he's his dad's though, he's driving back. So I thought, that's what, okay, that's terrible. I like this guy. Um, so obviously this is a complete nightmare. He's not on the job. This other idiot guy, who I really want to say his name, but I'm not going to. Um, like I would call him up. He was supposed to be in charge. And I'd be like, can we get like the house? We just had a baby. We just had a baby. And he's laughing on the phone. I really want to say his name. I really want to say his name. <laughs> Daniel. You know who you are. I'm not going to say the second name, but I really want to. Okay. Smug, horrible, nasty piece of work. Um, laughing, just laughing. And then people, I was hearing from just being in the house, because I started going there more often, because of all this stuff. And I started hearing, just hearing guys being like, I haven't been paid. Have you been paid? Talking to um, each other. And they're all doing great work. All the guys are doing great work. They're lovely. And they're not getting paid. And I heard a story about one guy that wasn't paid by the construction company that I've hired. And apparently he was in tears. Like they hadn't paid him for like a while. He, was, he wanted to take his daughter to a birthday party. I just kept hearing this. I was like, this is so weird. Then the new project manager leaves. Guess what? His dad died. I'm like, wow, what a coincidence. I feel naive talking about this now because idiot. Anyway, me, I mean. Um, so then... We get a new project manager, another super young guy, completely out of his depth. And I keep hearing, we're not getting paid, we're not getting paid, we're not getting paid. So the kitchen was a big part of this. I paid up front for the kitchen. It was a lot of money, a lot of money. It was the biggest part of the, of the build. 
Um, and I sort of got involved with the kitchen guy. He was nice. He owns his own company. He was really nice. And he calls me up one day and he says, uh, I got a bad feeling about the guy, John, who's the head of the construction company. I've got a bad feeling about him. And I want to tell you because you're a nice guy. I was like, okay. He goes, I should never tell you this. And I would never tell you this. I would never say this to a, to a client ever because it's going, I, I would never do this. It's, but you're a nice guy. I want to tell you, he's bounced the check on me. I already paid John for the kitchen. The check bounced. So the kitchen guy's like, we, not, we can't start because the check's bounced. So we've just got a new baby at home. Alfie has just been diagnosed. Around this time, Alfie gets diagnosed. On project manager number five, Alfie gets diagnosed. So I start to spin out. All the work on the house stops. Laura's mum is here. We start having friction between us, me and Laura's mum. Because I'm always going to the house, but I have to go to the house because literally the work stopped. And my house for the family, no, no one there. There was no one there. Like, and I remember sitting on the floor one day going, I, can't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. There's no one working on the house. And we paid so much money. I'm talking at this point well into six figures. Well into six figures. And I keep hearing I haven't been paid, haven't been paid. So I'm like thinking, why well, I paid him all this money. We didn't pay for the whole amount, by the way. This was like, a, they, they would keep giving me um, invoices for part payments. Anyway. Everyone stops working and the kitchen guy tells me, uh, I have another conversation with him. I say, I keep hearing that other people getting checks bounced on and they're not getting paid. Kitchen guy goes to me, you're a nice guy, I want to tell you. If you, they don't get paid, it's your fault. It's not John, the guy that owns the construction company. It's your fault. I'm like, what? That's not like that in England. And he's like, yeah, they can put a lien on your house and you'll have to pay them. So I'll be paying twice. This is all when Alfie's being diagnosed. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of falling apart because of Alfie, but I'm trying to keep it together for this house. And then, so I made an appointment to see the John, the guy that owned the construction company. It was John and his mum. Uh, and I, I made an appointment to meet him there at the house. And I'd met him a couple of times before, shifty as fuck, shifty as fuck. I just got a bad feeling about him, bad feeling, just shifty. He's like, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm like, what, pardon? He goes, yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm like, well, you run a construction company. And he got the impression he didn't want to do the construction company. Terrible stand-up comedian. Maybe I'll link his stuff. Anyway, that's just petty, but he was terrible because I stalked him. So we meet up and I show him 
that I've paid, I've got the bills with me, I show him the, the thing and I go, I paid you for the kitchen, you haven't paid the kitchen guy, what's going on? And he just tries to flannel and just tries to get out of the converse, get out of the conversation. And at this point, I've reached the end of my tether. Oh, I forgot to say, there's another project manager now. Six project managers. And they're all being employed by this guy, John, who's not paying anyone, including the project managers, including all the guys working on the house, working their asses off, amazing guys, guys in tears getting paid. Um, and I, I don't lose it very often. I've lost it maybe f five times in my life, maybe five. I lost it with, with this guy. I started, I just lost it. And I was like, I am going to do everything I can to, to like publicize this. If you are just like the worst, I was like, for fuck's sake. And I, I just stormed out and he's like shaken. Um, so I get a call later on in the day and he's like, we're going to get it sorted. We're going to get it sorted. We're going to get it sorted. Don't worry. You know, we'll, we'll figure this out. I'd heard this many times before, but I believed it one last time. Next day, everyone at the house, uh, the, the workers came back after he said that. So the house is full of workers. The day after, everyone's like, the construction company's gone bankrupt. Uh, okay, what? Construction company's gone bankrupt. They were, all the workers were calling me, we're packing up our tools, we're going home. Just after I got it back on track, I spent every day there, all day, every day. And I'm coming back here and I'm, uh, there's arguments here because I'm not at home because Poppy and Alfie, but no one's, no one's doing that. And then they're all like, we're leaving. I'm like, guys, please stay there. Please stay there. And three guys who were amazing that were working on the house. Um, they all stayed. They hadn't been paid. For, they'd been, but they were in debt for months. This horrible bastard hadn't paid them. So I go to them and I'm like, guys, I will pay you every week. I, will, I never, I'm, I, I pride myself on this. I'm never late paying anyone. I'm always pay on time. I said, I, I'm, I'm an honorable man. I will pay you every single week and I'll pay you. I had to pay them for the work that I'd already paid for. So three of them agreed to stay. Amazing guys, by the way, amazing guys. And they, some of the work that was done before the, the house was, was, um, before the construction company went bankrupt, this guy was just getting literal handyman off Craigslist to come and work on our house, literally, because he wasn't paying anyone, so he had to get new guys every time. So he's just going on Craigslist. It was insane, insane. And the work that these guys were doing on the house was like, a, like you couldn't imagine what, and I just broke that, like I saw the house and the state it was in. Alfie has been diagnosed. I'm, I'm arguing with, the, with everyone at home because I'm at the house all the time. And I just sat on the floor and I'm like, this house, look at it. And everywhere I looked, there was bad work. And I just, and this time it's a year. It's like a year. Around in amongst all this, 
<laughs> my dog, Oliver, died. <laughs> my gorgeous blind pug <laughs> with one eye that didn't work and a deformed nipple. I come down one morning and he's dead. I mean, he was having strokes. He was at the last minute of his life, you know. He was in the last bit of his life. He, he had a couple of strokes leading up to it, but I thought he was going to pull through. And uh, he was having trouble breathing at the end. And he was you know, 16. We don't know because we rescued him, but... So that happened. And I remember... I believe in God... And I remember going, God, I can't take anymore. I can't, I can't take anymore. And I remember praying, being like, please, will you show me a way to get through this? Because I can't do it. Everywhere I looked, there was stress and trouble. Every, nothing was going right. And all this emotional heartache with Alpha, he was so sad, he was not talking, no eye contact, not not happy to see us, it seemed like. So I cracked inside and everyone I've been working with, with Dr. Amen and um, by the way, God did show me eventually the way through. It, he, he did him or whatever my higher power is. I'll get to that. Any, anyway, everyone I've been working with now, after this, what happened recently, has said that incredible stress last year, all at the same time, probably is the cause of this. Um, something cracked. Uh, thank you, God took over and finished, finished the house. These guys were incredible. They undid all the bad work. The house was 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 finished beautifully. Thank you, all you guys that worked on our house. Um, and uh, so everything worked out. I feel like after I prayed, after I, prayed, I used to go to the church. I've made a video about it. I've also made a video from the house. Go and check out the video called Scammed Out of Our Savings by a Contractor. That's a, that shows you what the house was like at the worst. And then another video I talk about, I was just going to the church all the time. After I prayed, I just was drawn to this church at the end of the road and I was going in there every day, going from here with the stress and the arguments to the house with the arguments and the stress to the church. And so I was getting some comfort in the church. I'm not religious, but I believe in God. And these trips were helping me somehow. I don't know why. But I feel like around that time, something changed and everything was, was made right. And I feel like this was a test. I feel like this was a test, but I also feel like I cracked. Something in me just cracked. And I could never get the joy back. It never came back, even when the house was finished. I couldn't access that joy anymore. I, just, I was broken, just broken. And I didn't tell anyone about it, how bad it was. Anyone, even Dr. Amen, I didn't really tell him the full scope of it. I'd stopped going to meetings. I didn't have a sponsor, so I wasn't sharing in meetings. I started to internalize all this stuff. And 
basically I started pushing it down. Push, push, push it down, push it down, push it down, push all this stuff, just push it down. Has that stopped recording? It's my catchphrase. Just push it down. And my sponsor is like, pushing all these emotions down is depression. Depression. Isn't that amazing? He's like, that's what you literally depressing yourself by pushing all this down and not talking to anyone. So I couldn't access the joy that I used to have. People were saying to me, You've, you seem different. I lost a ton of weight from the stress. I put it back on and now I've lost even more from the stress. But so I couldn't access the joy. I couldn't access the joy anymore. It was just unavailable to me, even though the house was fine and we moved in and it was great. I started to get very negative. Everything was just a negative. Everything was just a negative and the, the depression started big time around. When we moved into the house and, and I didn't feel better, I was telling myself, when this house is finished, I'm gonna feel better. When it didn't work, that was that, so another thing off was like, wow, so this didn't work, what is going on? And I started to spiral. And I started to get more detached from reality and just spiral, spiral, spiral. Um, I think I'm gonna leave this one here now because this one has also been very emotional. I think there's only one other vid. I'll get the last bit in the, in the last one. So yeah, Alfie's, at this point, I can't access the, the joy I used to have. Um, Alfie is actually at this point turning a corner and starting to get words and it's beautiful to see. He just started turning. We did uh, child development, OT, speech and music therapy and he started to, to just come round. And I was like, why um, can't I be present for this boy? Because I'm deep, deep in this cycle of just depression and nothing is lifting it, nothing. I can't be present with my boy, which spanned me even further. So that was around March, April this year. I guess there's gonna be a part three. I didn't think there was gonna be, but I can't talk about this anymore. Um, let's talk about that tomorrow, part three tomorrow. I love you guys, I really love you guys. You know, you know, I tell you every time. Um, thank you. <laughs>